Hey everybody, welcome to episode five of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. On this episode, we're going to be talking about hiring and being a new hire. And on this episode, we also have a special guest. That would be Kenny's brother, Colton Miller. What is up? Thanks for having me. So, Colton actually started his own podcast, didn't you? Yeah, it is Beer Friends Football, and it's basically a podcast of me with my dumbass friends doing a fantasy football league, so go check it out. Which Kenny was in, is included in, and I was disbarred. And Harris was kicked out. And I was league. disbarred from, because I'm like Dan Marino. Well, I, was, I, I, I was super great in the regular season, but then I would just, I could never win at all. Just choke artist. Yeah, but you couldn't deal with my greatness. That's why you had to get rid of me. I understand. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think that's a conversation for a different time. <laughs> we'll touch on it in my podcast. Yes. If you really want to hear, we'll touch on it. So on this episode, we are drinking some local bourbon and some local beer. For the bourbon part, we are drinking Wiggle Whiskey, their Pennsylvania bourbon. Um, it tastes like Pennsylvania water. It's garbage. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, it's not, do you even drink bourbon? I drink whiskey. Okay, first off, what's your, what's your background with any kind of bourbon? Zero, and it, that's that's why. That is exactly Okay, why. so maybe this, this bourbon isn't garbage. It's actually pretty good. Maybe you just don't like it. No, I mean, maybe I like, he's just like, not a bourbon guy. I like the good stuff. I like such the, as like, what? All right, what's like your Jameson whiskey is the best. Ew. All right, see, I don't even know. All right, everybody who's listening, don't take, don't listen to Colt whatsoever about his opinion because it tastes like pure gasoline. Like it's bad. I'm gonna say that I quite enjoy it. I don't know about you, Ken, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. It's 92 proof, which is 46 percent alcohol, which, in my opinion, is kind of the money zone. It's kind of right where it should be. You know, if you get like the hundred proofs, I think they're a little too strong, and the eighty proofs aren't oh, no, strong enough. That hundred proof whistle pig is pretty. Fun. That hundred proof whistle pig is good, but see, this is a bourbon, and that's a rye whiskey, so this one has a little bit more corn in it, opposed to that uh, whistle pig, which has the rye in it. So this whiskey bourbon is sixty-five percent corn, like that whistle pig that Kenny was talking about is predominantly rye. Um, it actually, the entire mash is made up of corn wheat and barley which most whiskeys or bourbons are made of core corn rye and barley and it has the same mash ingredients as the highly renowned pappy van winkle so it's definitely sweeter it's i i like it a lot i would say it's a solid a minus i i wouldn't drink that at all. i wouldn't mind drinking that whatsoever yeah i like it i think it's pretty good so accompanying the Wiggle whiskey, which we're not gonna have Colt have any opinion on this whatsoever because it just doesn't matter. Um, and he's not drinking the same beer. He's not drinking the same beer whatsoever. He's drinking a traditional Sam seventy six. Uh, first of all, it was America's birthday two days ago, so true. Here we go. True. It was true. So okay, I'm trying to represent true. our country on like some other people on this podcast. We're trying to support local businesses. Harris is a communist. I'm trying to support our country. <laughs> I'm a communist. <laughs> yeah, straight out of 1950s. <laughs> so. We're actually drinking, it's from Helicon Brewery. I am drinking the, uh, what am I drinking? It is the- Raspberry wheat. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm drinking the raspberry wheat, which I like it, dude. It's a money summer beer. It's only 14 on the IBU, which means it's not bitter whatsoever. And it's only 4.5% alcohol. And I like it, I'm enjoying it, it's good. It's definitely fruity. Come on, I put that on the tee for you. <laughs> Come on, I put that. that was too easy. It was too yeah, easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mess with those beers, so I'm drinking the their double, double IPA, IPA, which I think it's like 8.6, right? 8.6, 8. and it's an 88 on the IBU, which is, dude, oh. that's like high on both ends. Uh, you know I love getting punched in the face with... Uh, you do. It's super bitter, and it's super alcohol. It's my kind of beer. I think I'd give this bad boy... 
I think like an 8.275. An 8.275. All right. And again, we're going to go. See, I would give the Raspberry. I would give it a solid 8. I would. It's a B. This, it, this IP is damn good. Is it? It's All right. Good. So what is this weighted again on your this scale? So 8.275. I mean, Which, what's the what criteria? Kind of fucking scale is that? <laughs> Like, can't just round up. No, no, no it's no, not no. quite the eight point three, but eight point two seven five is very. But high. it's not really. It's not an eight point two five. So it's a little bit more towards the eight point three opposed to the eight point two. Yeah, can I have that size and drill bit? Like I don't know. I've never heard these kind <laughs> That's of metric. scales. Yeah, um, <laughs> That's a metric scale. Well, the eight point six is very lovely. It's very lovely. It's way better than your four point five. Some of us actually enjoy beer because of the taste, not because. Me too. I think this tastes good. I like the. Uh, smacking the face aspect to it i think it tastes good it's the same reason that's why i like 100 proof rye whiskey i like the smacking the face about it you like the bitterness and you like the high alcohol like yeah. do you think you get more of it you feel like you're getting drunker the stronger it is like the more ibus you're like wow this seems really strong so i'm probably gonna get drunker like popeye with spinach yeah basically um <laughs> no i don't even want like i like uh, i like really dry really dry one it's yeah. just kind of smacks you in the face when you drink it in case you're wondering the 76 is a 10 it's a 10 i feel patriotic as fuck <laughs> so i got red white and blue running through my i'm waiting for the throat. fireworks to start shooting out of your ass it probably will later after a few more of these but it's better than whatever the fuck they're drinking i'm enjoying it i i like both this combination i like the wiggle whiskey and i like the helicon brewery the uh raspberry wheat which is funny because helicon is what probably five minutes from both where you and i both grew up and for you, well, and me, I mean, and you. Well, I was just assuming that you and Kenny were brothers that we didn't have well, to yeah. mention. I think they can put two and two together. Yeah, I kind of thought that our, our audience kind wasn't pointing out idiots. like I was not really his brother, but it's fine. Do you want to be associated? Okay, way, but sometimes you don't want to be associated with them, so well, don't be getting mad at by me. By the way, me. this podcast wouldn't exist without me because if it wasn't for me, you two wouldn't have been friends. So, first off, I'm going to say that probably would have been a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Just think about how much better the world would be if him and I weren't friends. It could be my fault. It could be your fault. Sorry, And guys. your podcast wouldn't have existed if Kenny and I didn't have the balls to start our own, and you wanted to yeah. piggyback off of it. Yeah. Piggyback. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Mine's, mine's comedy. There's just dry still wine wants, Still here. wants to be like his older brother. Yeah, I mean, we started one, and you're like, wow, you guys are so cool. Can I be just like you? <laughs> Why don't you guys go listen to mine, and then you tell me whose is better. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that brewery's like five minutes from where we grew up. It used to be a... Uh, old joy dog food dude plant. you remember how bad that used it to smell a, oh my god it was so disgusting, dude, it was disgusting. I can they did a damn good job with it though i definitely recommend you guys checking it out and it was five minutes from where kenny punched me in the face in episode three if you're talking about when we were driving the truck across the bridge yeah it's right down the street from there no we also got a what was it kingsview mead yeah the mead wasn't as good as a beer actually i liked it i don't cool, even like it. wine it I was uh wine. i don't think it's wine i mean it's, mead is its no, own it's, character it's like it's the same thing like as cider mm. It's its own. It was a little too much for me. I, don't know. I recommend it, man. You know what? It wasn't that bad. It was. T- it's like watered down honey. It wasn't awful. I wouldn't. I felt it was like, great though. I felt sure. like a damn king. Do you know why they called it a honeymoon? No, but it's. I'm listening. Okay, you ready? Education. the The reason it's called honeymoon is after like back. I mean, a while back when people used to get married, they would have to drink honey wine <laughs> or mead for an entire moon cycle after they got married because it was like considered good luck so that's why it's called honeymoon that's pretty awesome so like basically you get married and they're like here here's a shit ton of alcohol get hammered for yeah. how how long is a moon cycle i don't know how long a moon cycle is trying to have fun or ruin their lives my god <laughs> yeah. wait let's google how long a moon cycle is it was a how long well while well, he's looking that shit up new moon cycle yeah we'll get into get it a little bit we're going to talk about uh hiring from harris's point of view being a manager or owner of a company right, first off i'm gonna inject it says that a 
moon cycle is 27 days. Holy so for basically an entire month, days. you just got shit-faced drunk with your new wife. What's the or, detox period? Oh my god. <laughs> well, think about Dude, it. It was like back in like fuel BC. Day. You probably detoxed every morning. Jesus. What else did you have to do? You didn't have electricity. And that was like, so you're basically like, oh, let me go lock myself in this cabin and drink for 27 yeah. All days. All you do is fornicate and drink. That's about it. Because I was reading something too that like mead was like found in like 7,000 BC, which is like 9,000 years ago. And you think that there'd be a lot more alcohol types 9,000 years ago because back then it'd have been like food, shelter, alcohol. Because like, like right now you have like, oh, if I'm bored, um, I'll go play video games or I'll go watch TV. Back then you're like, cool, I can watch this grass grow in my front yard or I got to fight a saber tooth tiger. I need alcohol for this. I mean, makes sense. You get brave. <laughs> That's how people kill mammoths and shit. Short face bears. Short face bears. What's a short face bear? Do your everybody do themselves a favor? Google short. Dude, you don't know what a short face bear? No, I don't know. What short They're face around during the uh, the ice age. Click, the biggest bear images. ever. Short faced bear. Thank God. And they used people. to think they would hunt people uh, when it was like all. What was that Holy giant continent shit. called? Shit. What Pangea? Yeah, they, they like used to hunt people going to Antarctica. Or oh, so wait, Chicago. it's Dude. significantly bigger than a polar bear. I'm just looking at Hell a yeah, visualization. Yeah, they're enormous. So the polar bear is bigger than the grizzly bear, and the short-faced bear is oh, I want to say fifty percent bigger than the polar bear. Yeah, they're fucking, they're huge, and they uh, they. How would that thing go extinct though? They think man killed them off because they would hunt man. That's some shit. I don't know. Okay, how do you kill that thing with a spear? How do they kill mammoths with a spear? By the way, this they is... used to run mammoths off of cliffs. This I, is, I don't know uh, if they did it in Mammoth, but if they did it on Buffalo. I know they did it on Buffaloes where, like, the Indians yeah. would take them to a cliff and they'd run them all over the cliff. This is beers, bourbon, and history. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. We're, all right, so, so what are we talking what about What are we today? talking about today? We're talking about hiring from, like, an owner's perspective, a manager's perspective. What are they looking for? And we're talking about uh, being a new hire. Probably get in a little bit, like, how do you get the job? Questions on an interview. How do you answer those questions? Probably, like, what you're looking for, too, in a new job, right? Yeah, what you're looking for and... And that type of thing. So nobody wants to jump out of the frying pan and into the fire. So you definitely want to make... I mean, unless you're in a shit job, you want to do enough research that that next uh, that next jump is the right jump for you. Yeah, and it's not a lateral move. You're actually yeah, moving sure. up somewhere because... I mean, unless it's a lateral move where, yeah, you're making, you're making the same pay. making a lot pay. more money. Or, but if you're getting the same pay, but you're a lot happier. Because I know there's people who are like, all right, I'm going to go over to this job and I might not make as much, but I'm a lot happier. Yeah, and I have a big. better boss and it's a better culture there. It's certainly not me, but we can dive into that. Yeah, um, well, you do things for money opposed to. Some people yes. do it for their happiness. Go the, on. the first thing in hiring is you look at resumes. That's the first thing that comes across. On Which I end. would say, guys, check out, uh, if you're looking for a new job, check out Guaranteed Resumes. I used them, shit, I, five years ago when I got hired where I'm at. Um, they give you a cover letter, a resume, and a isn't thank a you letter, letter? Yeah. and a follow-up letter. They give you all those, and they're sick. Which I then took all the things he did and just changed and then, it. Literally every single one of my friends, including, and my brother did it. Literally, there's probably 10 people. Yeah, that. and I saw your resume, and I've been sorting through resumes, sick. and it's a great resume. And it uses words that you're like, I would have never described my job as like that. Like, oh, my previous job was a dishwasher. washer. No, no, no. Now I'm an underwater ceramic specialist. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Exactly. $27 Right. <laughs> Dude, it was like... 200 bucks. Yeah, dude, it was probably the best 200 bucks that you'd ever Best 200 bucks I ever spent. Got Definitely. me out of that job I hated and got me into the job I like, and I was and I make a lot more money at this job, which is also very Got nice. me my job for free. 
Yeah. Okay. And then if you could have everybody just leech off you like I did. Yeah, like Kenny said, you got to I think you have to invest at least on my end of the person hiring people. Invest in the resume because that's what everybody is basing you off of is that resume. And if the resume is junk and it's super wordy, yeah, keep it on one page. Yeah. Dude, tell me, maybe like a page and a half. Maybe yeah, a page and a half. One page. One page. But that's, one I've page. seen resumes where I got one today. The dude had, it was on Indeed, had a picture of himself that was halfway through the first page and it was 10 pages long. No way. Oh my God. 10 pages long. I immediately was like, because you know, Indeed's super nice where you just press like yes, maybe, or reject. And just I was like, reject. reject. Like, I don't have time to read through <laughs> 10 dude, pages. Dude, it is a reject. Dude, I would have recycled that resume. Oh my God. <laughs> It was an entire um, tree for that resume. But no, so that... Speaking of uh, resume, so once these... The resume gets you in the door, cover letter gets you in the door. I like... Here's what I'm going to say is I like the cover letter because when I've been sorting through, I've been using Indeed as the hiring site to kind of send out job postings and filter through people. And I get the resumes and I definitely put a lot of credence into if you have a cover letter because I feel like it takes a little bit more time and effort to write a cover letter submit it and everything like that opposed to a lot of these hiring sites you can just press quick apply quick apply quick apply quick apply and you just throw your resume to every job that you see come across and if you actually put a cover letter it means that you're kind of interested and you spent the time to actually yeah, but what about um the companies that don't look at any of that so the majority of like larger companies they're just gonna have a filter so if you're at like when i applied to my job I'm sure there was a filter where it said, if you don't have, you know, seven ex years experience, the resume doesn't even get through. So what we were saying a few ep episodes ago about LinkedIn, you can use it in the correct way. Like people are using it basically Facebook awesome. now, yeah. which is crazy to me. Um, but I went on, I looked at, I looked Nobody up Nobody wants single to see person. your selfies yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Nobody cares. Downhill. It's going downhill quick. We're still <laughs> using it the correct way. I looked at every single person I could find that worked for the company I currently work for. And I just shot a messages like, hey, can you tell me how you got there? Can you give me advice how to get there? Uh, whether, it, you know, more specifically for that industry yeah. than, the, than the company. Because uh, I don't want to bug them too much. And kind of ask them about their experience and what worked well. How did they get there? How did they get where they are? You know. Can you just give me a little bit of guidance? But that's and definitely a perfect nice. segue into LinkedIn and like social media is. Yeah. I know me as a hire. After I get delete your resume. Delete the bat, dumb shit, guys. Delete dumb shit. 100%. I mean, if there's pictures about like you, your girlfriend, anything. Out. No, we, nothing hammer drunk. And especially the super controversial stuff. Yeah, I don't care about your point there. of views or anything else like that. No that is politics either. That no, whatsoever. So no whatsoever. No view you have. Go back. We all said dumb things when we were 16. 17, 18. Everybody did. I'm not the MLB or like the NFL where I'm going to go back there like when you were 15. But somebody stuff. is. Oh, somebody will. Totally. Me, I'm a smaller company, so I'm not delving into it. But those people, I'm sure the bigger companies, corporations have hiring managers that oh, sort sure. through all that stuff. They probably just have like a software that looks up keywords, you know? Oh, yeah. And totally comes up. And then you're going to pop up and even stuff you think is inconsequential that happened when you were 14 that you posted, yeah, just, they're going to be like, I don't want this guy even, because... Even... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, even no. if you badmouth your last job, like, your new employer doesn't want to hear that either. No, then they're afraid the that shit you'll do that if you ever leave. And why burn the bridge? You never know exactly. never whose burn path you're going to cross in the future. So that's definitely... That's the first thing. After I get a resume, and, you know, I kind of go through and, like, sort them into two piles. Like, people that I want to interview and people I don't. And you go through the interview pile, and you start sorting through them. And you, you know, you go on Facebook, look them up, and you go... 
Yeah, nope, not doing that person. Look at the stuff they post. Like that, that person Absolutely. isn't a good person to bring into your company. Yeah, it'll be you a don't cancer. want that. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, so once you get through the resumes and once you start interviewing people, do you look for when you're actually interviewing the person? They're in your in your office. Are you looking for experience? Are you looking for personality? What I try to say, I guess personality. Yeah, what they can bring to the job as a person and not so much as experience. So you, are you are you investing in people or are you just going, hey, this guy did it for 20 years. Cool. I don't have to train him. Don't have to look at him. He'll just do the job or do you invest I'm investing in people. In people. I'm investing in people because I want people that can grow with the company and I can train and they'll grow with us and we can build them. So whenever I see something, experience is great. It is because like you said, it doesn't. It makes my job easier because I don't have to train them as much. Mm -hmm. You can plug them in, they'll move forward, and there's a, not as much transition. But I feel like, at least in my opinion, I like to hire somebody that has like good work ethic, communication skills, determination, like willingness to learn, and like some flexibility. And I'd like to hire somebody that has all those character traits, and then I can teach them what we do. Because I can't teach those kind of things. But I can teach my industry so i'd like to bring somebody in that has all the character Wait, traits i'm looking for i want to touch on that real quick okay. um what traits do you think you cannot teach can you teach determination mm -hmm. yes really i don't yes. think so but i also how do you how do you teach uh, determination uh, i think i think they i think they almost have to teach themselves hang on i need to take a sip <laughs> yeah because i honestly this happened to me I was working at a job, making like $11 an hour, you know, just going through the motions, whatever. The next thing will come to me, I don't have to try. And then my wife got pregnant. We weren't married at the time, so I was like, oh shit. You know, I'm screwed. And when your back's against the wall, you teach yourself how to be determined. You teach yourself how to go out there and get something. And now I've, I'm making the most money I've ever made, so. But you don't think a manager could teach you determination or no, work ethic? No, taught me that. I, I needed to put my back against the wall. I, I needed to feel it. teach it is the right word there's obviously like my brother said you can help yourself get determined like you think ingrained? but you can inspire right? okay you yeah can inspire. i agree with that you can inspire, you can inspire. all right so I, if, I you're, get if that. you're a good enough leader i think i think for sure if you're a good enough leader you can inspire people to that guy might not ever be the hardest work in the world but i bet you if you inspire him you can get another 5 10 15 20 percentage points out of him if you can inspire him and if you're a good enough leader you should be able to inspire them i would i think you're right with that i you can but i think even if you're a good leader there's some people that just don't have the right assets and they don't have the right like just personality Dude, I totally disagree i mean i was the laziest student of all time okay but why did you turn into a driven because i was lucky enough well you wanted nice things not even that man i so i wanted to get in the industry i was so i got into the industry and i was like cool even the job, like, my first job out of college, like, this is going to sound, like, kind of arrogant, but <laughs> I was good enough to just get by to the point where, like, I was never a top performer, but, like, I was a middle guy See, giving no effort, you know? I don't think that's arrogance, because I felt the same way. I think it's just being a yeah, young 20-year-old like who thinks, getting by. I'm, hey, I'm making a paycheck, I'm doing it. But then I got hired by my current company, and, or, uh our old VP that ended up unfortunately passing away, that guy inspired me to like, to really be a hard worker and hone my craft and get, get better at it every single day. So I definitely think if you are a, so good, a good leader, leader, a great leader can, inspire. can inspire. Okay. Which is kind of teaching. I mean, 
it's it's completely changing your mindset. I mean, All right, but don't you think if you were managing people that if you've had somebody that was already had a work ethic and then you can put life, good leadership? No, but if you put good easier. leadership in on top of it, you will have somebody that'll run through a wall for you. Yeah, you make life easier. But what if you have a guy that has good work ethic but he sucks? All right, what about organization? If somebody doesn't have organization, how do you te- teach organization? Oh, I'm fucking horrible at organization. Well, That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think you can teach it, man. I think they uh, just gotta end up screwing up themselves because they're unorganized, and then they gotta figure it out. But then, but then you at the same time though, then what happens if they fuck up and they screw up and all these things like that? Depends, Depends on the job, man. I yeah. mean, like, there's some jobs you need to be like anal organized, and there's some jobs where like we found something about Ken. You can got to get by. I've known that for years. <laughs> I knew that when he started hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah. Daisy Dukes. Um, <laughs> they were more Duke than Daisy. <laughs> but, see, but what I'm saying though is I get it. And there are some skills that you can teach. But it's hard to take somebody that doesn't have, like, any of those and turn them into a run-through-the-wall, very organized, self-motivated employee. Yeah, I don't think you're going to take... I don't think you're going to take somebody that is... Uh, has none of those. All right, what about honesty? Can you teach honesty? I, I don't. Fuck, I don't know about that one. Okay, so what I'm saying is, in my opinion, is that I can take somebody that has all these traits, somebody that's hardworking, organized, honest. What I'm saying is very hard to find somebody that has all those traits. It is. And you know what? I so I might you, be a little jaded because the previous hire that I made about six months ago had all those character traits, and I taught him masonry. And he's turned to be an exemplary employee. And you know what I mean? I'm trying to mimic that same... You're going to find that every day. No, you're not. And I'm trying to mimic so that think, same hiring style you, because... I think you got to find a guy that... Has whatever you know, whatever strengths are, whatever his weaknesses are. When you look at them, you can say I can make these strengths ten times better, and I can bring these, excuse me, bring these weaknesses up to like ten more percent. Yeah, obviously everybody has weaknesses, but here's the thing: is I want to try to hire somebody that I can teach them things like my strengths. I can teach them, and th- those are the ones they have weaknesses. You know what I mean? Like I have good work ethic. So I can bring somebody. Like I'm trying, but, you, but you certainly didn't always have good work. No, I, do, so I what, didn't. What, so what? I didn't have a good work ethic you, at all. If you can't teach it, what made you get good work ethic? Just, you said you can't teach it. What made you get it? I wanted nice things. <laughs> I do. That'd be the straight well, up that's thing. Completely fair enough. Where I was like this. I'm like, I like ex- not. I mean, super expensive things, but I'm like, I like nice stuff. Nice stuff costs money. To get enough. a lot of money, you have to work your ass off. Yeah. I, like, so that that was my self motivation was totally a uh, dude, materialistic. You up out of it. There's also a maturity thing too. Like, obviously, all three of us weren't the best workers when we were in our early twenties. Okay, first off, you're like an angel compared to Kenny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like but, let's be quite honest, you but, were always the. Okay, when I was through my younger days, when I was making eleven dollars an hour, I thought I was. I was like, dude, eleven dollars an hour, make that is dog shit. And I'm sorry if you that's what you make, but like literally, it's not a lot of money to live off of. It is hard. Like it's I not. didn't. I had my school loans and I lived with my parents, but like, then you start, like, you either have your back against the wall like I did, or you just start maturing and go, you know what? No, I can do better. I can push myself to be better. I am better than this. I'm better than, you know, if you have a jerk boss, I'm better than that. I can work harder. Yeah. So basically, you're like, I see myself as a better overall person and I'm going to push myself because I'm just not happy in this current situation. Right. And I also think that takes a little bit of maturity too. Like, you don't, I agree. You don't know if you notice that right away when you're like 20. No, I would like say right uh, I would say we probably all hit it probably at a very similar age, probably like twenty three. I would say twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, I'd like, say mine's probably right around twenty four. Yeah, because I mean, that's especially it's fair. such a hard thing because you turn twenty one and you're like, I just want to exactly. have enough money I can go to the bar. Yeah, and then that lasts for about a year, and then twenty two you finally are like, all right, 
this needs to be, I don't know, but you, probably the biggest reason I wanted nice things was for women. I'm like, shit, I can't be like, I want to make enough money that I can like pick up girls and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. You must not be making I, a lot because you don't have any women. I think my, I have zero, zero. <laughs> zero. I think I, uh, I think mine goes back to um, just being competitive. I wanted to just be better than everybody, all of our friends. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get to the next level before all of our friends, and that's a dream of me. And yeah, I, I would honestly say that you and I being friends, like we talked talked about, I think it was episode three, maybe. I think it was three. Yeah, where I talked about like you would get super nice stuff, and it would piss me off. I'm like. Fuck Ken. Yeah, I just to be but I was like, yes, fuck Ken. I'm smarter than Ken. I can beat Ken. I'm not going to let him fucking, like, no. I'm going to be an equal or even better than him. So, yeah. Your friends push you, too. Like, you being successful made me want to be yeah, successful because I didn't want to uh, fall behind and sit there and be like, yeah, oh. Yeah, because back to, like, what they always say is, like, don't surround yourself with losers. Like, you, you're already exactly. the company you keep, I guess. I would I definitely say that same. you and I have, like, because we have a pretty similar friend group and we've kind of. I guess what shaking off the ticks about people that don't make aren't in the same mindset that we are yeah yeah for being sure being competitive is such an honest like emotion like and if you don't think you're competitive you're lying to yourself like everybody's competitive in their own degree and that yeah, is what, that other. is a big motivator yeah i mean you don't have to be like i'm the top dog but like that guy's doing it why can't i and you and should all be competitive with yourself Oh, 100%. totally. You have to push yourself. If you're not trying to beat yourself every single day, then you're never going to get anywhere. If you leave a workday satisfied, you're wrong. Because you, you should never be satisfied. You should always want more than what you just did. And that's like a big question that I ask when I like interview people. It's like, what is your greatest failure? That was a great segue back to the original topic. Did you like that? Did you like that? That was good. That was good. Go but no, because you want somebody like, if I fucked up, I don't want to be like, yeah, I failed. Um, but, you know, it was all right. I want somebody that gets pissed and be like, it was bullshit. We shouldn't have done this. And it made me better because I didn't want to do it anymore. Because that's somebody that's going to be competitive. And they're like, I failed. And I didn't want to happen. It, I didn't want it to happen anymore. It's like, what's that saying? Like, you know what I mean? Get knocked down 99 times. Stand up 100. Yeah, that's, that brings you into um, that brings you into, into the culture. And how do you breed that? Culture's a huge thing in hiring. But... I really want to kind of save that for another episode because I think you and I could probably, what, spend an hour or two talking yeah, about culture and how it, it just, yeah, it's a huge determining factor in a new job. So why don't we talk about, though, I've talked about what I think or my perspective on hiring new people. Why don't you and Colton, like, talk about, since, Colt, you got a new job in January. Mm -hmm. Ken, obviously, you've interviewed for different companies, you know I mean, in your entire life. So why don't you guys give us the perspective on somebody interviewing for a new job and, like, what kind of things you're... How you prepare for an interview? I mean, mine's been a long time. I mean, it's been about five years, but I kind of run you through our conversation when I first got hired. Basically, what I think really got me hired was, uh, and this is obviously it for sales, you know, if you're going for a sales job. Basically, we ran through the whole thing in the interview, but I think really landed it. I actually learned this from one of our mutual friends. Shit, he's in town from California. Who, AJ? Yeah, we're going to AJ, shout out to AJ. Um, yeah, we got him up this weekend. Shit, he loses the eighth. Anyway, uh, to get back into it. So, <laughs> I actually learned this from him. <clears throat> to the power very questions. end, after, yeah, actually I was like 24. I didn't even know what a power question was. So, at the very end of the interview, they were like, do you have any questions? So you ask all the bullshit questions. What is your blah, 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 blah. The filler stuff. The filler yeah. stuff. To make it look like you did some research on the problem. <laughs> 
And then at the very end of that, they're like, do you have any other questions? I said, one more. What type of attributes do you look for in somebody to join your team? They said, A, B, C, and D. I said, based on our conversation today, do you feel comfortable that I hit all those boxes or I check all those boxes, something along those lines? The guy goes, well, I like how you're closing me. Like, this is a sales job. But that's a, dude, that's a power question. Like, that's just... That's a great question. If somebody hit me with that, I'm going to just sell my point, I would be taken aback and be like, whoa! Yeah, it's like, damn. Uh, Big dick energy. Big dick energy right there. They say yes. You say, well, what's keeping you from hiring me right now? I they say no, good. I want to say that that doesn't only just... That's not only just for sales. Like, I work for a tech company, and I did the same thing. Like so, yeah. it doesn't have to be sales. You can sell yourself in any job situation. Yeah, I mean, we sell ourselves every day. Yeah, like so, you don't have We're to. We're not talking about the corner you work on, like every single night. Yeah, but you... <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't make much. But no, he doesn't. Tons not, of tough. Not with those pasty legs, but <laughs> dude, I have nice legs. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so, you were talking uh, about your legs. <laughs> yeah, but it, but if they do say no, you didn't hit all the attributes. They're gonna give you the answer to the question. So they're like. The guy goes, I like how you're closing me, but you have zero experience. Mm-hmm. And this job, like I said, I think on an earlier podcast, would be for somebody who has like probably you know 10 years All right, so how do you answer somebody when they say you don't have the experience we're looking for? I said, uh, it was so long ago. I said something along the lines. It's probably worth the exact word. There's something along the lines of, I understand I don't have the experience you're looking for, but what I lack in experience, I make up for hard work and discipline. And you have a great brand story and I know I can tell this story and then I kind of ran from there and patted their butt a little bit about what the brand was and they hired you and went back into how I'll outwork everybody and I'm more disciplined than everybody and I said to them um, I'm paraphrasing this was like five years ago but uh you killed a few brain cells between now and between then and there but I remember he asked he said anybody can say they're hard work anybody can say they're disciplined give me an example and then I gave him an example about, you know, how I do that. I do things to make myself better every day, whether it's reading books or listening to book on tape, whatever it is. I'm constantly trying to get better. At this point, I was going to, uh, like, sales seminars that were in Pittsburgh. I was doing anything I could to get better. So I used those as points to, to talk about. And I said, hey, what's the risk here? If you don't like me, get rid of me in six months. But I'm telling you, I'll be the hardest working guy you have in six months. But I'm going to go off that when you ask me about the question about would I hire off of experience personality. That company took a risk on you based off your personality and on your experience, right? Because yeah. you had the character traits that they were really wanting. That's What's funny yeah. is they hired me at 24, and they hired another guy at the end of his career. He was like 60, 61. And they hired off uh, personality, which is why I asked that question because uh, him and I did really well in the, in the role we were in, and he, he's retired now, but... But that was a guy. Not many people that would do that. You, you know? but just that guy, because I know the guy you're referencing. In you used to call him all the time and get hit and just pick his brain about stuff like that. All the time. Well, Which we would used be, to have like we would bet each other fifty dollars a day. Who like back to like our last customers? episode, you'd be like, all right, you, you cannot teach that. That's going be up and be up beyond and above and beyond. Above, above and beyond, beyond that yeah. word. Yeah, I mean, not bath and beyond. This shitty bourbon may be getting me. Anyway. So exactly. You you're not used to this high test, are you? You can't. Yeah, we just drink beer in my podcast, but you cannot teach <laughs> a that. beer. You want. You need to want to go above and beyond. So just asking someone that has been there for a while, been around the block, getting experience. That's not something you teach. That's just something you want. You got to be hungry, and you can't teach hunger. You have to be hungry to to want to do that. Which is exactly what I was saying. Where 
I know it's kind of stemming back to what I look for, but personality. If you find somebody that's that hungry and that motivated, you're like, I can channel all this tenacity and all this drive. And once I teach them how to do this, this dude's going to be incredible, which is what they did with you. Yeah, which is, that's why I asked the question, because I think it's great. If you hire off of the actual person, not the experience, you can teach back to hard work and dedication. Like I said, you can inspire, which is kind of teaching. Mm-hmm. You can teach pretty much anything. Which is a great point, and that's why there's a difference between, I think, employees. There's a difference between being a boss and a leader. What a thousand percent. I mean, great employees. Great employees are... And bosses. Anyone can be a boss. Yeah, and employees turn into great employees by having good leaders, not good bosses. One million percent. I couldn't agree more. I mean... But then we can touch on that culture. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a real thing, is you want somebody that's going to... Yeah, we'll touch on that next episode, but... uh, but yeah, you can teach anything. So, like you said, the, the current company I work for, they were able to find something to me and find something to him at the very tail end of his career, hire us both, and we both excelled at what we did, which is kind of crazy for one guy to be able to pick out you know, two completely different... Which is so hard, because I know my end, I get so many resumes, and you're like, how the hell am I supposed to decipher between these two people? And I mean, obviously, once I sit down and actually do the interviews... You get to know people in person. It definitely yeah. is a lot different, but it's still so hard. That guy got so lucky picking out two all stars out of a group of interviews because I, there's got to be a statistic, but I can't imagine that there's a high success rate for people that most employees hire. And that goes back to uh, the resume talk. So I, that guy had all the experience in the weird world to put on his resume. Knowing I know him very well, mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't pretty. Like the, it was probably just, here's what I did. But it didn't matter because he did a lot. Mine had to be pretty. So, again, I'm telling you guys. Guaranteed resumes. Guaranteed resumes. For 200 bucks. And as an employer, I've seen Ken's. Yeah, it's you. flawless. It is so good. And it's, excuse me, worded so much better than you could ever do. And also, Way better than I could do. If you're in a position that I was in. What anybody that started out like the two hundred dollars? Yeah, that seems that is a lot of money. But once you spend it, you're gonna make it right back. You need to put in what you want to make. You need to put in. You need to. You need to. Just yeah, but that's the same thing. Is not even just your resume, but just like we're talking about experience and work ethic. You gotta take risks to get something out. You have to put that in. So you have to exactly. get in reading books, working hard, and all these. Not just your resume, but just your entire work life, so that you'll get that out at the end. You can't be lazy and just do absolutely nothing and expect to get great results you gotta bust your ass to get it yeah i mean like my dad used to always say nothing Big will ever come to you and i always thought he's full of shit i'm like dude i have a i have a college degree you don't which means shit now, and it means, means it means absolutely zero because everybody's got a bachelor's degree i don't okay so in most <laughs> cases 90 percent of the cases it doesn't mean anything because the next guy's got the same degree so how do you separate yourself? So you got to go above, above and beyond. You got to yeah. Be the I mean, one and you're, how did you get your job? Like, let's get back into you. Like, cool. like how did you land this job in January? <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. Now I uh, went in. Are, do you think you're underqualified for well, this job? This specific one, I actually, I had a job prior that was a similar job. So I had about a year and a half experience. But the we'll just go back, not the one I have now, but the one beforehand. I had zero experience doing it. I got a phone call out of the blue. They see my resume on LinkedIn, which you should absolutely put your resume on LinkedIn. And there's like a filter you can put to have employees secretly. No, you can do that. I've seen that before where you have it and you have your LinkedIn thing and you can have recruiters look at your resume and all that stuff like that. So 
you definitely want to be like open for new job opportunities. Hundred percent. Yeah, and, and it's it's confidential, so like your your employer won't see it. So I did that, and I just got a phone call out of the blue, and it was it was honestly for a contracting position, and I was I never knew what that meant, and they were like, well, you're guaranteed one year of work, and I was like. I, Fuck it. I instantly said no. I said I was like no. That is because I had, I had a baby coming, and I was like that's just stupid. I'm not gonna do that. And then I like, I called my girlfriend who's pregnant, and then and I spoke to my dad also. Who's now your wife? Yeah, who's now my wife? And I was like, I was like, what do we do? I was like, do, we, do I just do this and just hope for the best and maybe build on that? And we, we, I don't know. My wife's like, I don't know. What are we gonna lose? Like you're making eleven dollars an hour, and I was like, I know. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, set me up, and it was. A very big company because they didn't tell me at first who the company was. And I initially told the lady no. I called her back and said, "Who's the company?" And they said the company. And I was like, "It's a huge company, huge tech company." And this went public. Yeah, and, and you'd be surprised. Everybody would know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. And so I, I, I called it. I called them back and I said, "I said, yeah, I'm interested." And they were like, "Okay, cool." And they sent my resume in. I got in there, intimidating as hell because I don't know what's going on. There's things I never seen before. I went for I was an art major. I went for graphic design. Now I'm in a tech company. Which, by the way, anybody listening to this podcast, when you see the artwork on our iTunes podcast page, that is Colton's design. <laughs> he put that together. So definitely, we appreciate that because. It was funny. We just sent it one day. You listened to the first episode, which wasn't even published yet. Yeah. And then Kenny and I both got an email. It was like, here you go, guys. This is perfect. Yeah. Like, I said, you're going to need a logo because no one's going to no one's gonna respect anyone that doesn't have a logo. <laughs> no, so we did that. So, yeah, like you said. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it was a quick little job. But anyway. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah. So going back to that. It, it, this it, is your payment, by the way, is you get to plug your own podcast <laughs> on ours. <laughs> yeah. So going full circle, like as I was getting – like the guy was asking me about the interview. Like I was getting interviewed – and uh, trying to separate myself and, and like just knowing deep inside that I had desperation like I needed a, I needed to land a job where I was screwed and you know I had zero experience and I'm just like stressing I was stressing I don't know exactly what I said it was it was 2017 when I got it and uh, I was like yeah man I said look I can learn anything I can I, I, I'm literally I'm an art major I have a very good attention to detail you can teach me whatever you want I, I said I'll learn it all I'll ask questions. I said, I will be one of the best hires you've ever made. And the guy was kind of like, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, I like, I'm serious. Like I want this job. I will do whatever it takes. I said, you just let me know what you need me to do and I'll be there. And so just, you just got to make the point that you want to be there and you're hungry and people will just look overpass your experience, which is what happened. Cause I had zero experience. Which is great because it's a good point because there's a lot of people that probably go to interviews and are like, and you don't hire me. That's fine. I'll go to the other you know what I mean, place I applied for right after this that I have an interview for. And it's not really a career or something I really want. They just need a job, whatever it is. And, like, you wanted something, and you made that need, right? like, very prevalent to them, and they knew about it. And that's – you don't see a lot of people that come across like that because, like, eh, you don't hire me. I'll find somebody else. Don't worry about it. Also, back to what Ken was saying about selling yourself, ask that question not only to get the job, but, like, if they turn you down, they tell you why they turned you down. And then you can – Figure out how to sell that point. So I cl- I use that closing thing. I'm not a salesman. I can't sell you shit. I couldn't sell you my shoes if you needed them. I'm not a good salesman, but I knew how to put myself out there and use every. Even if you don't get the job, use every interview as practice. Always take any interview, even if you don't want to take the job. No yeah, because what. I I I've never gone on an interview due to the fact that I was lucky enough to land the job I have. But 
I'm assuming that not every interview you go on, you land that job. No, I but if you a lot. T- yeah, but if you take the interview you had and like you pose that question like, what did I do wrong? You can take those characteristics, those attributes that you don't have that they didn't like, and you can apply them to your next interview to make you even better, an even better candidate. Yeah, and, and there was even jobs I applied to that I didn't want. It just was more money. I knew I wouldn't be happy, but then I thought, just take the interview for practice, and then maybe I'll land a better job that I actually want with the practice I got. That's a good yeah, point. I think that's a very good point. And as we're winding down, we'll segue into being a, a new hire. and I think if somebody is going to take the – risk them bringing you on as soon as you get in there you need to figure out like Harris talked about earlier I found a guy that was in his career and I was always calling him asking him questions and he was he was a very great man he was always willing to teach me always answer my phone call and was always there when I had any question and you need to find people that are like that because every single company don't care what the company is every single company has somebody that's negative and they're like a cancer it's very easy to get wrapped up in them because negativity loves company. It does. So it's so easy to, to go down that path. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, if you have somebody like that at your work, fucking get rid of them because it's going to give you a much better mindset. And mindset and skills always drive results. So drop those people and find whoever is the best of the best and start asking them questions. And that's it's what only going to make you better. I would agree with Ken is that too – Every company you work for, admit that you don't know everything. That's a huge thing, not just in hiring, culture, whatever, Absolutely. conversation. Admit you don't know everything and pick the brains of people who have been doing it significantly longer than you. And just ask well, – and I know you and I are both – all three of us actually are pretty young. So it's kind of hard to pick the brains of some of the older guys because they don't like to open up a lot of times. I don't know. I mean I think it depends on the – I've had some times where I've picked the brains of like somebody older, and they feel like you're trying to take their job or anything like and that. They're just yeah, yeah, okay, but that is a real thing, though. But it is some because I mean, obviously, but you have to do it subtly, where you subtly pick their brain, and you don't go, "Hey, teach me everything you know." Exactly. You just you have to, you kind of you have to respect them, like, you and you make friends with them first, yeah. almost, and you open up to them, and you give them like Ken was saying in one episode, where you open up a little bit of yourself, you give your little bit. Of yourself it's to called that. Jahari's window, which we will touch on that. Don't worry, yeah, guys. It, it might be a little different in sales. I'm, I don't know. I'm not a sales guy. But there, it is a realistic thing, Like especially if you have a degree and that person's been doing the job for 30 years and they don't have a degree. Like, on, like a degree is getting to the point where it's not what it was. But there are still people that go, okay, you have a degree. That's it. You're taken. The other guy doesn't have a degree. Like People get intimidated by the piece of paper, even though it doesn't always They do. Everything. So you have to kind of be very subtle about picking their brain and trying to learning from them and befriending them as I think is a big thing so they don't feel intimidated and trying to learn if you're one of those guys that have been in your career for a little while and if you're like a top guy help the people that are struggling like be a little humble and help them you were there at one point in your career I guarantee it and someone helped you everybody always struggled and somebody helped you so give out a helping hand and and help them and I would on wrapping this whole thing up for you, those of you who have made it this far, I would have to say, like recommend a book out of this whole thing. And it's called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. And it's such a good book about – like this whole thing was hiring and finding a new job. And a lot of people want to find a new job because they're looking for that passion job or something that you know what I mean really make them happy. And that book kind of squashes that whole idea that there's the passion job. 
or this thing that you should do that makes you extremely happy and all this. And he gives very, very good points throughout the book about how finding a job that hits like three requirements. He states like autonomy, feeling that you have control of your day-to-day actions. You know what I mean? That somebody isn't over your shoulder the entire time. What you're doing is somewhat important is like one point. And then the second one is competency. Like you're good at what you do is like a big thing that makes you feel like you enjoy your job is knowing what you're doing. And the third thing is enjoying the people you work with. You know what I mean? I, you two both have, you know what I mean? Jobs that I'm sure hit all three of those things. That's why you're still at those companies you are. And, and if, did you think, do you enjoy your job? Cool. I do. I love it. But would you ever think that like four years ago you'd be in the job you are now? Hell no, because I never thought I would be qualified, but it turns out you can do whatever you want. But it would you say, what would have been your passion project four years ago? No. I, would but never, you found I never it, even gave it a thought. But you found a job that hit all three of those requirements, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I love this job and I'm passionate about it. Yep. So definitely give that book, So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport A. Reed, because I think it's a great book, and it hits on the fact that you don't need to have a passion project, as I say in air quotes, but if you hit those three requirements, you totally, you'll have a job that you love and a job that you're passionate about and a job that you really enjoy. So I don't probably what episodes can you think in culture? Yeah, probably. Colt might have to be a mainstay on this because I definitely enjoy the comedic relief and your insight that you've brought for this entire thing. You guys thing. are going to have to leave some feedback, and uh, yeah, I'll yeah, definitely enjoy it. We enjoy uh, the feedback. Also, if you guys, in our uh, little abbreviated info about this thing, there will be our IG and Facebook page that you guys can like and all that. Um, leave us some reviews. Give us some comments. Let us know what we can do better. And... That's all I got. What about you, Ken? That's it, man. I think I touched on everything I wanted to touch on, so I don't need to... It's a good episode. I don't need to wrap it up again, but uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you subscribe and listen to the next podcast. Yeah, so this is episode five of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broski. Thanks for uh, you want to plug your podcast one yeah, more time? Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on here. It was awesome. Um, definitely, if you love football, if you love fantasy football, do I have a podcast for you. Go check out... Beers, friends, football, and give me a give me a like, give me a subscribe, and then also give them these guys uh, some feedback on this podcast. No, so everybody, cheers and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.